Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians finalized their on-field staff for the 2024 season. Uh, Stephen Vogt uh, announcing that uh, Craig Albernez will now be his uh, bench coach, and they brought in uh, a couple more coaches, including Kai Correa. They confirmed that hiring as their major league uh, field coordinator. Uh, and they also uh, promoted uh, their double-A manager, uh, Ruglis Odor, the winningest manager in Akron uh, Rubber Ducks history. Uh, he will now serve as the third base coach and infield coach. And they also found a bullpen coach in Brad Goldberg. Yeah, Joe, and uh, interesting staff. And, uh, you know, they and they bring up, uh, you know, a lot of a, a, that uh, they keep a bunch of, uh, not a bunch, but several of Terry Francona's uh, coaches as well. Right. They confirm the return of uh, guys like Sandy Alomar, who's back as the first base coach, and he'll work with the catchers. Uh, Carl Willis, the pitching coach, is back uh, for his 14th season. Uh, Joe Torres, his third season as a hitting assistant hitting coach. Uh, I'm sorry, assistant pitching coach. Uh, hitting coach Chris Valeka returns for his third season, along with Victor Rodriguez for seven uh, outfield coach J.T. McGuire will be in his second season. Jason Esposito is the run production coordinator. And uh, the uh, ever-present uh, Armando Camacaro and Ricky Passione will be bullpen catchers. Uh, those guys will be good to see them uh, back again as well. Uh, they also announced that Josh Tubbs uh, is going to be uh, elevated to the role of major league hitting analyst. So he'll be uh, another guy in, uh, in that hitting uh, coaching group. Uh, working with the uh, the players in in that regard, so uh, a lot of consistency for uh, some of these these players, uh, a lot of familiar faces. Uh, but then uh, guys like uh, Correa and Albernez and and Goldberg, uh, really sort of you know bringing in some sort of new ideas and and fresh faces and and new voices to sort of do things maybe a little bit differently than the way that that Terry Francona ran things. Uh, the one that excites me the most, I think, is is Kai Correa because this is a guy, uh, 35 years old, uh, you know, what four seasons as the uh, bench coach under Gabe Kapler in uh, San Francisco, and a guy who's never played Major League Baseball, but his uh, his drills and his organizational skills 
uh, got him to the big leagues just uh, on, on reputation alone. Yeah, Joe, very interesting guy uh, uh, from Hawaii. What is, uh, I was reading your story yesterday. Uh, his dad and his grandfather were high school baseball coaches. Uh, and uh, just, uh, he's got some, he's, he's, he thinks outside the box. He, uh, you know, he is, he's coming back to Cleveland where he had been, what, a lower level minor league field coordinator for a couple of years. So he has a good knowledge of the system. It sounds like a good fit, Joe. This is like he, he's like a modern day Tom Mimansky, right? The, uh, uh, the the videos, the the instructional videos you see on the uh, on the TV on on cable uh, with uh, Fred McGriff as the, uh, the the guy in the in the commercials there. Uh, but on TikTok and on Instagram Reels, uh, I'm I'm now seeing because because I've been uh, doing searches now. It's in my algorithm. Uh, there's uh, Kai Correa is is all over doing these uh, these different drills. He's showing footwork. He's showing arm slots and throwing and all that kind of stuff. You look at, you look at him the way that you sort of look at Ron Washington is the guy who's got that reputation among, uh, you know, major league coaches and in coaching circles of, of a guy who can really turn around an infield defense. And, you know, the guardians defense really doesn't, you've got a gold glover at second base. You've got some, some pretty solid uh, defenders on the infield, uh, but they can get even better with Kai Correa running the show. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, well, what, Jose Ramirez was a Gold Glove finalist. You know, Arias or whoever ends up playing shortstop. You know, they've got, you know, Rokio, all pretty good defenders. You got, you know, the best defender in the American League at second base. And uh, Naylor is, you know, kind of under the radar kind of defender, I think, Joe, is at first base. So uh, I think Correa can only help those guys. Yeah, you mentioned uh, his background growing up, but coaching is in his blood uh, his his grandfather Jimmy Correa uh, actually was uh, you know a long time I, I think he coached for more than 30 years in, in high schools in in Hawaii and was sort of a, he was a bird dog scout out there for uh, major league teams he he would sort of point the the teams in the right direction in terms of finding talent on the island there uh, but when he was in the military he interacted with guys like uh, Yogi Berra and 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 Whitey Ford and uh, Don Larson, uh, when they were out there, uh, you know, barnstorming in exhibitions and playing in all-star games. And he also caught major leaguers who uh, were uh, serving active service guys in, in like the 40s. So, uh, you know, I, I wonder, I, I, I'm just dreaming up this scenario in my head where uh, Jimmy Correa was catching Bob Feller or something like that out there. And, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, well we got it. We've at least got to ask the question to see if that was a, a possibility, but I, ca I can't wait to uh, to meet Kai and 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 uh, just get sort of into the weeds with him about you know what goes into putting together some of these these drills that he's become uh, renowned for and and noted for among uh, you know baseball coaching circles and uh, and really social media is one of the ways that he sort of played this up was that he put videos of these drills online and and people would find him that way so. Uh, really just sort of an interesting character. Yeah, Joe, and I wonder, what what do you read into, uh, you know, uh, Albernez was going to be the, the major league, uh, I feel, I guess, major league coordinator, and mm -hmm. then uh, they, they hire Correa, and they, so he, and they switch roles. Albernez goes to the bench coach. Correa is a major league uh, field coordinator. What, what yeah, do you I, think involved? I think at the time uh, that they made the announcement that they had hired Albernez, uh, they were still waiting to find out what DeMarlo Hale was going to do, uh, whether he was going to come back as the bench coach 
or if he was he was going to go somewhere else. And eventually, Demarlo Hale uh, took that job as the assistant manager in in Toronto, uh, leaving the bench coach position open. Uh, so it's it, that that's the that's the move you sort of make is you, you slide Alvarez over. Uh, I I don't know why you know a guy Correa has you know three four years experience as a bench coach in in San Francisco. Um, you know, you probably had to do a, a little bit of selling there to get him to take the, the coordinator job instead of the bench coach job. But, uh, between the two of them, uh, uh, Albernez and, and Correa, uh, you, you've got, you know, more than enough, uh, experience to, to sort of fill that role out. I like the idea of, uh, you know, a guy sitting next to vote who, who's, you know, sort of came up with him, was friends with him, buddies with him. It almost reminds me of, you know, Terry Francona and Brad Mills and the uh, the synergy that those two had, uh, you know, as far back as as Boston and, and when they worked together. Uh, these are these are guys who played together and knew each other all the way back to college. So uh, in terms of vote and, and Albernez, I think it's a, a good fit in, uh, as, as far as the bench coach goes. Yeah, that, that that relationship between the bench coach and the manager has always really kind of fascinated me. Uh, I remember uh, Hargrove when uh, when it, when they named Johnny Goral. This is going back a long time when they named Johnny <laughs> Goral the bench coach, and and I don't think Grover had had a bench coach before that. And uh, you know, I, I I went around and asked different people, different managers, and bench coaches what the job was. And the 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 overwhelming thing I, I came back with it is I said you got to have a kind of a tough skin to be a bench coach, and mm-hmm. and you better be right most of the time with your suggestions. Well, remember what when we talked to Stephen Vote earlier this week, you remember what he said? He said, uh, you know, we're Craig's going to challenge me. He said they're, yeah. they're going to butt heads over things and, and they sort of want that. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, it, you could tell when they at the introductory press conference, you could tell that they were they were really close friends, that they, you know, they, they got along real well, uh, having having played together and, and known each other for a while. So, uh, you know, that's good. But you, you want a guy in that bench coach role who's going to challenge the manager and and. You know, maybe there wasn't a, a whole lot of that over the last 11 years because, you know, Tito was was such a, an old school baseball guy and, and, you know, knew things before they even happened. But this is this is all going to be a learning process uh, for Stephen Vogt. So it'll be interesting to see how ideas get exchanged and, and what decisions are, are arrived at and how they're arrived at uh, during games. Yeah. And there's, and, and, you know, and there's not a whole lot of experience there either. You know, yeah. Albert has really was a, a minor. I don't think he, what he reached triple A, maybe he never played in the big leagues. He's managed some, uh, you know, obviously he's managed in the minors and a vote has never managed. So that's kind of an interesting pairing, not a whole lot of big league experience, you know, and uh, they're both going to learn together. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what path they take and, you know, how long it takes them to, uh, you know, stay ahead of the curve here. How how do you think this is going to play with the the players, especially, you know, the few veterans that are, are there, like guys like Jose Ramirez, you know, who, uh, you know, the first time a vote or Albernez or somebody goes to, to suggest something that, you know, Jose knows is not right. What's what what do you think is going to be the the result of that? Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And, you know, I've seen it, you know, like I haven't seen it happen in a long time, but I remember guys, 
you know, when there would be when there would be a coaching staff change, guys like Toby Hera and, and you know, kind of old school ball players that have been around forever. And uh, they they were not particularly fond of taking <laughs> taking instructions from new manage new coaches, you know. So it I think it'll all work out because this is obviously it's a pretty young coaching staff or a good blend of old and new, and uh, it's a young team. Uh, you know, I think uh, they'll be open uh, to suggestions. I think this is kind of a new generation of players. You know, they're they're open to statistical analysis and all the analytics. I think, but you still got to sell it. You know, you still got to be a people person. I think Vote is good at that. He still has some, res- you know, he still has the respect to players. He just ended his playing career in 2022, so he's fresh from the field. He, I think, he's still he'll still have a good feel for, you know, talking to players and getting his message across. And Albert S was, you know, the the Giants bullpen coach. So, you know, obviously you have to have some communication skills to do that job. Yeah, I, I have friends in uh, in NFL coaching circles. And, you know, the, the thing that they tell me about the modern athlete and, you know, today's locker rooms and, and guys who are, you know, professionals – uh, and the good ones, the the ones that that buy into your 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 program and, and everything you're you're putting out there, uh, all they want to do, all they want to hear from a coach is how do I get better? How can you make me better? If you're a coach that can make someone better uh, and and perform better on the field and put them in positions to to be successful, then it doesn't matter if you have you know 30 years experience or three months experience, they're going to you know sort of gravitate towards you and they'll play for you. You know, we saw this this Guardians team in 2022, you know, play for Tito, uh, you know, run through a wall for him. You know, they they believed in what he he could do. Uh, if, if they if this same group of guys can can have a, sort of that attitude and that approach with with Stephen Vogt, they they can win the division. There's there's zero doubt. This is a winnable division with the talent they have on the roster. Uh, if if Vogt can get them to to buy in and, and play for him. Uh, and and that's going to be the the biggest challenge for for him this year. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no no doubt about it, Joe. You you know it's 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 a winnable division. You know I think they're going to need some help. I think this roster has to improve. But uh, you know the the, the the division is wide open. It's sitting right. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There. Want to remind our listeners that subtext is the best way to get updates on uh, coaching staff changes and free agency and signings and departures and trades and everything regarding the Guardians this offseason. Hoinsey's heading down to the uh, the winter meetings next week, which uh, should be should yield a, a whole lot of news, a whole lot of movement and and, and change. Uh, hopefully, uh, that best way to to stay connected to what's going on with the Guardians is to join Subtext. It's $3.99 a month, the subscription texting service. You get uh, updates from Hoinsey, from me, all throughout the day. Uh, you can go to cleveland.com slash subtext or send a text message to 216-208-4346 uh, to, to join that way. We'd, we'd love to have you join and be part of the Subtext community. 
Uh, all right, Hoinsey, uh one of the uh, the big rumors going around right now is, uh, is concerns or centers around uh, Shane Bieber. Uh, several clubs have reportedly been in touch with uh, the Guardians uh, in, in terms of a, a Shane Bieber uh, trade, discussing uh, the possibilities there. Uh, he has, what, one more year of control before he hits the open market as a free agent. Uh, the Cubs and Reds uh, reportedly are, are have reached out to the Guardians uh, as as been you know interested in uh, acquiring Bieber, uh, it, a team that would you know sort of want to be you know a win now mode uh, with the the Cubs obviously bringing in uh, Craig Council. Uh, things have, have sort of opened up their their winning uh, it, you know their pursuit of a division. Uh, championship uh, this year, uh, it, signing Beaver would be a, a splash, a frontline starter, or bringing him in uh, via trade. Uh, you know, what do you think of the possibility of uh, the Guardians moving Beaver at the winter meetings before the season starts, or right up uh, anytime uh, before training camp? Yeah, I think uh, Joe, it's a possibility. It certainly wouldn't be a surprise. We've seen them do it time and time again with uh, veterans uh, with veteran starting pitchers. Uh, you know, when they bump up against free agency, who, you know, who have we seen? I mean, Bowers, uh, you know, we saw him do it with Kluber, uh, you know, so I think, uh, you know, Clevenger, that was, a, that was an in-season trade, but mm-hmm. uh, they, they've done a lot. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's, I think they got to weigh this, Joe, uh, you know, we, hey, you don't, they don't know about uh, Tristan McKenzie. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know about his elbow yet. I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, when they say he's, he's trending in the right direction or his offseason workouts are going well, you know, okay, you know, but let's see him get on the mound and let's see him what he does in spring training. Uh, you know, then you've got those three young guys, three rookies last season. And the question is, you know, who, who do you have after that? And, and who do, you know, do you trade Bieber now? Uh, at the, you know, during the, during the, the winter meetings or before the start of the season, or do you wait, you know, until the deadline uh, in 2024? Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to weigh. And, and, you know, I guess you, you, you know, I think if you trade Beaver now, you really kind of deplete that, uh, you know, the, the strength of your team, you know, you, right. you, have, you still have some depth there, but, you know, is, uh, is, is Hunter Gaddis, a guy that's going to step in for Bieber is, is Xavier Curry, uh, is Cody Morris, you know, who, who takes those guys places. And because, you know, going out and getting, you know, a, a front of the rotation starter, it's going to probably be out of, out of Cleveland's reach. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the history here, uh, Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger, all traded before they reached their free agency you know, walk uh, time. So, uh, so that there could be a return in terms of that, you know, they got Emmanuel Classe for Kluber. Uh, they, 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 along with Carrasco and Lindor, they got uh, Andres Jimenez and Ahmed Rosario back. Uh, Bauer yielded you Fran Mil Reyes for a couple of seasons and uh, a Yasiel Puig uh, rental. Uh, Clevenger, I think was, was probably the, the, the guy who got, you got the most for in terms of Josh Naylor, Joey Cantillo, Gabriel Arias, uh, and you just traded away Cal Quantrill, who came in that deal too. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, they they've been able to turn over that that uh, you know frontline uh, prime starting pitching uh, into serviceable and usable pieces and parts here and there. Uh, 
But uh, again, none of these guys have ever reached the the point where they, they finished their last season and they hit the open market and you can offer them maybe a qualifying offer and get a draft pick back as, as compensation or something like that. Uh, all of the, you know, some of the talent that you're able to, to sort of uh, get in return here might even be better than a draft pick. So uh, that that's sort of what you're looking at in terms of the history. Uh, as far as Bieber goes, you're up against, you know, he's coming off probably one of his worst seasons, uh, all things considered with the injury uh, since his rookie year. I, I mean, if you look at his stuff, it, it's it's declined. There's you cannot argue that his his fastballs declined. His his movement isn't as good uh, over the last couple of years. His ability to strike out batters has has dipped over the last, you know, two, three seasons. Uh, whether it's health or whether it's you know a, a change some somewhere along the line, he's not the same pitcher that he was in in 2020. So you're you're basically selling on reputation for him right now, uh, and and that's got to go a lot farther with some of these teams. You got to find a team that's maybe in a, a desperate position to bring in a, a, a frontline starter and in in win now mode. Uh, I I still personally like the idea of trading him to to uh san diego for for juan soto uh it's a it's a deal that works both ways because you're only going to get a, one each for one year and then you know you, you sort of wash your hands of, of both of them but uh i don't know i i just think uh trading him now like you said is a huge risk because you don't know there are way too many variables with the rest of your rotation especially considering you're you're not 100% sure on what Tristan McKenzie is going to be able to give you this year. Yeah, and I think if you trade Bieber now, you know that that definitely is a sign that you know you are you are in maybe not a, a rebuilding phase, but you you are not you are not in a competitive phase of of right. this of this team is entering you know kind of a, a, a uh, you know, a period where they're going to try to regroup and and uh, try to you know kind of fi- find their footing again. Unless you bring back somebody like yeah. a, a Juan Soto or, or a, 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 an established veteran major league bat that's that is going to boost your offense, then then maybe you try to piece it together with McKenzie and, and three rookies and you know whoever else you can you know bring along. I, I just I, I don't see that happening. I the way that I see uh, the Beaver situation shaking out is uh, he he starts the season with them. He, he pitches his tail off and then, you know, if not before the July deadline, you know, somewhere somewhere around that July deadline, they they, they trade him for what the, the best package they can get. Yeah, Joe, and, and you you brought up a name that I forgot, Quantrill. You know, that was a, a depth, you know, a pretty you're, you're what a, your number three starter, right? I mean, right. when it went healthy, if, if he was going to come back healthy, you know, we've seen what he can do in 2022. Uh and I just I don't know. I mean, is is Joey Cantillo ready, or, or is or is Gaddis well, from, ready? From to what take? we've from what we've heard, well, from what we've seen of Gaddis, no. And from what we've heard about Cantillo, we we've, we've heard he's not ready. He needs another. You know, he probably needs this full season at AAA to to establish himself. Yeah. So it. I mean. You know, but that doesn't mean anything, really. It 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 only it only matters what uh, Chris Antonetti and and Mike Chernoff are thinking, and what plans they have for this club, and you know what direction they think this club is going in. So uh, that leaves us with 
you know, where do you think Bieber, oh, if you were, if you were laying money right now, where do you think Bieber opens the season? Does he open the season on the guardians roster? Number one guy in their rotation. Does he open the season in Cincinnati, in Chicago, in Los Angeles? Uh, where, uh, if you were, if you were laying money, if you were spreading around your bets, where would you put the most money right now? Yeah, I'd, I'd put the most money on Cleveland, but I would not uh, put. I would not. I would put some on the Dodgers too. They need a. They need a bunch of starters. I mean, I think Bieber would fit in there really well on a one. You know, on a one-year deal. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they they extend him. You know, he's a Southern California guy. You know, he'd be going home. Uh, that would be an ideal situation for him, I would imagine. And he would be going to a team that wins 100 games every year, and you'd be able to get something back for him at least. Well, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna cut this audio clip and we're gonna save it for uh, the beginning of the season. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there right now. Here's my my take on it. I'm I'm gonna say Toronto. I'm gonna say Toronto's gonna bend over backwards offer something uh, outrageous in return and uh, the guardians are going to have to make the deal. So uh, I, 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 I think uh, Bieber ends up in Toronto to open the season and that's, uh, that's where they go. So uh, we'll see right now. It, it, it's, it's kind of fun to play this game and it's probably not real fun for Shane Bieber uh, to be opening up uh, his phone or opening up the, the paper every other day and, and seeing a different team or a different scenario linked to where he's going to be pitching next year got to be a a tough situation but uh i'm sure he'll be all right yeah definitely joe i mean uh you know the i think the thing that really has helped him or helped will help him this winter if he is traded you know he came back from the el- the strained elbow injury and he, he made two decent starts at the end of the year that you know that showed teams you know, if, if a team needed to be convinced or at least tantalized by the by the you know the uh, idea of uh, trading for Beaver, well, he gave him you know he said at least they can they can go on that and say well the last time we saw him he looked healthy. All right, Hoynes, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll be back uh, later on this week uh, breaking down more of the players on the Guardians 40-man roster and looking ahead to uh, the winter meetings as we get in touch with you from Nashville. You're going to be uh, going to be in Music City. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nashville Cats. <laughs> All right. Talk to you then, Isaac. All right, Joe.